listener, and welcome to the Slazoom Podcast. The Slazoom Prodcast. Fuck. Brought to you by Swamp Ass. Swamp Ass. The most preferable way, or Swamp Ass, the least disgusting way to make underwear soaked with your ass. Uh, that was a, can you tell that we did that in one take? <laughs> that, was a, that was an inauspicious yeah, start. Yeah. He had no training whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're a real bunch of professionals here on this. It's resume progress. Shut up, Kari. When I listened to like podcasts, they were obviously really small podcasts, and they were sponsored by like some energy drink company or something. Uh and audible.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, always yeah. audible. They'd be like, yeah, they sent us, like, oh, yeah, this uh, sponsor is an energy drink company, and they sent us a bunch of their energy drinks, and we're drinking them right now, and they'd be, like, opening, drinking them. It was really poorly done. But we should we should do that with Swamp Ass. Like, yeah, yeah they yeah. sent us some Swamp Ass to try out. <laughs> we all have it going. It's actually yep. a little too much. Yeah. Uh, the couch cushion is. We get the perfect swampy. line of ass sweat. Yep. Yeah, and it goes all the way up my back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Swamp back, swamp ass, swamp back of the neck. Yeah. You don't even have clothes there. It's just like sweat, just a, a, about an inch of it. Yeah, sticking to the yeah, back. It's of your the neck. thickest sweat there ever was. It's, it's, <laughs> it's all, it's all oogie, oogie. You know, yeah. Like yeah. It. yeah. I, I, I try poking it. I poke it and I poke it and I poke it. But gee whiz, it just does not. It doesn't handle. Yeah. Well, what do you do? So, uh, we, had, we have a list of topics this week. Ethan, what's our first topic? Um, well, first, to explain why my voice sounds like that of Satan, I have uh, just, or I am in the act of getting over an upper respiratory infection, which just knocked me on my ass for like four days. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it got me thinking about mucus. You know what's really weird? Is like, when you have the respiratory crap, there's a period of about two days where you no longer, your body is no longer fighting the infection, but all the mucus is left over, all up in there from when your body was fighting the infection. Yeah. So what's what's the point of mucus? What's it what's it doing all up in there? Um, I'm telling you. <laughs> Colin, do you know? Of mucus. Are you holding it, out on us? Does it have white blood cells in it, or does it have like macrophages and stuff in it, or? I know the point of it's like to trap particles. Yeah, I think for the most part it's just dissolving (coughs) and flushing. But I don't know about white blood. Not that I know of. Just yeah, yeah. Just it's all oogie. Kind of flushing things out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which really makes you wonder, like, how do we get stuffy noses? That's defeating the purpose. I really hate stuffy noses. That is a, a weird one. What is the purpose of that anyway? I think it's like, so, isn't it true that most of the time, like without even thinking about it, you were only breathing out of one of your nostrils? I think all the time, really. Yeah. Why is that? That's a weird thing. I don't know. You know, um, it would it make more sense if you're just breathing out of one lung and it corresponds to one nostril. Oh yeah. What it? And because that way you get one lung, have a little break, you know, and then it switches oh, to the nice. other one. Yeah. I always know that, yeah, like, one of my lungs is always saying, ah, oh, gee whiz, we're still breathing? Jeez, I've been breathing the whole damn time. Can't we just take a little breather? Nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that'll do it for this Lazoom podcast. 
Uh, yeah, the punniest place on earth. But yeah, I don't know why you just breathe through one nostril. Do you have any idea? Yeah, it's like I, I only I can only hear through one ear at a time. That's true. Well, I think it's kind of an unstable sort of thing where once one starts to get the majority of the air, it kind of like opens up and like the I don't want to say pinches off it, but the airflow kind of like. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a self-reinforcing thing. Yeah, yeah, positive feedback thing. But, uh, I mean, so that's the physical mechanism for it. Mm -hmm. But there's probably also, like, an evolutionary mechanism for it. Maybe not. I mean, maybe, well, I mean, <laughs> not everything has a purpose. Evolutionary. That's a, that's a very big. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, well, okay. There's a lot of just random shit in your body. Okay, th but I mean, okay. So there's a difference between purpose and reason, and right? Purpose. So there might be a reason that it's like that, but oh, it might yeah, be yeah. accidental. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, like it's uh, vestigial from something else. Right. So I don't know. There, it would be interesting to learn about. Yeah. Like, do other animals have the same problem? We, I, 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 I bet need, not. I need to get real close to Hector and see if he sniffs out of one nostril. <laughs> you know, I think, I think dogs might actually have, like, stereoscopic smelling. Like, if, if they can smell at something stronger coming in one nostril and the other, they're like, oh, it's familiar or whatever. Maybe. That might just be bullcrap. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's... I mean, I can do that. That could be the point of two nostrils, like... At some point in our past, we had that. Yeah. But it really wouldn't work now, because you only breathe through one. Yeah, yeah, that would, that's true. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Like, it, life got too easy for us. So, that was one of the things that we took out, just to make things more interesting. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. One because down. once we figured out suicide, you know, evolution was starting to go the other way. Mm -hmm. like those people that were so bored with their stereoscopic smelling, yeah. they killed themselves. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense, actually. <coughs> so that's okay. the reason. Yeah, we've got it. All okay, right. good. It's uh, it's because we're, we're playing life on hard mode. <laughs> like, we used to have noses that... Like, you know how, like, um, dogs and stuff can, like, move their ears around? Mm -hmm. And cats? Yeah. To, like, listen at different things? We had noses that were like that. Our nostrils, we could point them around. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Independently. <laughs> yeah. We also used to have ears like that, too. And yeah. some people, like me, can still move them just a little bit. Yeah. You call that a little bit. It looks like they're going halfway up and down your face. <laughs> yeah, I've been practicing. Wow, yeah, I can tell. Good on you, man. I'm keeping it. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> My kids are going to be able to move their ears all over the place. Wow. Under they're going to kill themselves. Under their feet, in their eyes. <laughs> You know, my uh, my vertebrate zoology professor actually told me, and I, I tried to look this up and haven't been able to either confirm or deny it, um, that uh, some people who have like a severed, who have their spinal cord severed in an accident, I'm assuming on an accident, I'm like, hey, I'm just going to chop through my spinal cord, one of these things. Um, plans. Like in their neck. Expert mode. That even though the, <laughs> even though the spinal cord is severed like in their neck above their shoulders they can still shrug their shoulders because your your trapezius muscles maybe I don't know but whatever muscles like you use to shrug your shoulders are actually wired directly to your brain they don't go through your spinal cord and that's because your shoulder blades um evolutionary they're homologous to 
like the operculum, which is like the gill flap bones on fish. So there was actually a respiratory thing, like in evolutionary history, your shoulder blades were are analogous to this, or homologous to this respiratory mechanism, which was, you know, of course, hardwired into the brain for the, you know, and so, yeah. And now we're all just shrugging our shoulders, looking like a bunch of insane I'm breathing people. better, definitely. Yeah. I feel like I'm shrugging enough, I can definitely breathe underwater. Only one way to try it. I'm going to give that a shot. Here. <laughs> That's right. Tie some cinder blocks to your feet. And yeah, just shrug your way straight to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Man and Lincoln died, drowned today in a swimming pool. We asked Lo- him why he drowned, and he went... Yeah, local <laughs> onlookers said that he just looked like he was like, eh, might as well drown. Yeah. He was either very apathetic or confused. He couldn't tell. <laughs> like, what's happening? I'm doing all the right things. Why am I not breathing? You ever have dreams where you can breathe underwater? Like swimming around, and you. Uh, it's been a long time since so. I've had a dream that I could fly. I had those a lot, like when I was a kid, but not anymore. Yeah, it's pretty similar. It is. Those are great. I have those a lot, actually, where nice. I where I can swim around, and, like the Little Mermaid, and I just start breathing, and I'm like, so, sometimes in the dream, I'm like, oh, I'm breathing underwater. I'm dreaming. Let's see how long this goes. Usually, it goes for a few seconds. Yeah, yeah. You wake up. Sometimes it goes for quite a bit longer. But a lot of the time, it's like, oh my god, I can't wait to use this power. <laughs> and, and it's just so vivid, and I'm swimming underwater and breathing. And so are you doing anything else underwater while you're swimming underwater? Like meeting like um, the Little Mermaid? Oh, or, sometimes I'm on adventures. Yeah. Often I'm in a just swimming pool. <laughs> Outsiding. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't pick my dreams. <laughs> yeah. I, I gave up on lucid dreaming a lot time, a long time ago. Yeah. I don't know. I, I gave up on lucid dreaming after I had the world's best dream. I didn't get laid. No, that's that's not the best. Like that's pretty good. But better than that is I was on the Starship Enterprise, <laughs> and John Luke Picard better. was helping me improve my posture. <laughs> Holy shit. I've been sitting up yeah. straight ever since. That's way better than sex. <laughs> Unless you had sex with John Picard. When I start to have a lucid dream, it's weird because of like, if I try to push the dream too far, I start to wake up. So I'm like, okay. Like, alright, so do I try and pretend like when I have a, when I start to have a lucid dream, I do anything other than try and have sex with Everything. Everything in the dream. Okay, I can't, I can't pretend that, but I'm like, okay. All right, I control this world with my thoughts. I'm going to think that there's an attractive woman <laughs> in just behind that door, and then I'm going to go open that door and bang her, and it's going to be great. I'm going to tiptoe. The world starts to collapse. I'm like, no, 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 you bitch. No, okay, I'm not going to here. I'm gonna tiptoe a little more. Like, oh no! Wow. Like my my subconscious is really trying to cock block me, and it's pissing me off. Well, that that could be interesting. Like, you're how old are you? Twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, pretty much twenty. That's what it sounded like. Near enough. Um, near enough. This makes no difference. I I feel like if you woke up in the middle of the night and your wife woke up and you just had a wet dream. That could be kind of an interesting conversation, because those are done now, right? 
We don't have those in I do, I think those can physiologically pretty happen rare. more often. I think it's I think it's just when you start beating off on a regular basis and kind of get your own. Yeah, yeah. You kind of get into the rhythm of either either fucking or beating off and kind of. But I think those can happen at any point. I think they can. It's just they're a lot rarer after you. Rarer. Rarer. After you, yeah. Yeah, after you, you start, you know. Easing the valve, right? As it were, right. So I, I definitely practiced lucid dreaming for a while, and yeah. once I, I got it pretty well, that's definitely the first thing I did. Yeah, fuck someone, <laughs> and it was great. But the, the thing was like, I don't know if there are, are different levels to where you can get like incredibly good at it, to where you can control absolutely everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could control a lot of things, but mostly it was. Um, it's like I, I could bring things to me to a certain extent but mostly it was the things that my brain just threw at me in this situation <laughs> is what I had to deal with and <laughs> what I could do so there's a woman there that's the one I'm gonna fuck and that's the one I fucked no, I, and I it was your mom thing. every time I had the same yeah, thing well, whenever I, whatever so I goes. am having a lucid dream that I'm like, all right, there's going to be a very attractive woman behind that door when I open it. And then I'll open the door, and my brain will be like, this is the best we could do. And there'll be some frumpy woman, and I'm like, do I go ahead or not? And I do. Of course. And I do, yeah, but I'm always like, ah, god damn it. This is... I had, I, had a, I had a pretty good one, but it wasn't exactly the one I was wanting. Uh. But it was, like, in my real life actually pretty close to that person like ah socially they knew each other ah so oh. okay so it was a person that like it was you, a real person <laughs> that, like you recognized yeah. okay yeah nice so yeah that happened and it went went full force did and, and like you were and obviously like you remember it which uh-huh. is also interesting when you met this person again afterwards I haven't met her again oh okay well, forget my question. Yeah. <laughs> probably for the best. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> and I, I haven't met the girl that I was trying to picture either again. Ugh, well. Also probably for the best. Yeah. yeah. Hey, funny thing, I totally dream-fucked you, so how are you doing? <laughs> and you? I tried to dream-fuck you. My brain fucked it all up. <laughs> I got you instead. I may do. You're my silver medal. <laughs> Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. not dreaming anymore. It's kind of funny that like pre-puberty, <laughs> pre-puberty when I would have lucid dreams, it would always be flying. Be like, oh man, I'm going to fly. That's the first thing my mind went to. And now, like post-puberty, when I have a dream, it never even comes up. Like, well, I suppose that's something I could do. It's like, oh, you control this world, you can do anything. Yeah. All right. No, I definitely went with. Sex first, violence second. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought about any sort of, Well, I guess the superpowers kind of showed up. I was, like, throwing people with my mind. But I wasn't flying. Really. <laughs> you're letting them fly. Yeah. yeah. No, the best... Uh, if you're interested yeah. in lucid dreaming, my best... When it happens to me most often is when I don't get enough sleep at night, then I drink a shit ton of caffeine. But I'm so tired, even though I just drank a shit ton of that caffeine, I can still fall asleep at, like, 10 in the morning. So that's when my brain is kind of like, okay, this is in my active time. I'm supposed to be doing shit, but we're unconscious. Well, whatever. I'm going to go. Make hay while the sun is shining. 
Right, right. Mm-hmm. No, I, I had this weird dream where I, I became aware that I was dreaming. I'm like, okay, I can do anything now. But the only thing I could control was turning my car into not a dip, not even like a wildly different car, but just like different model years of Mini Cooper. <laughs> like, like I drive a 2010 Mini Cooper. <laughs> And I could turn it into like a 2001 Mini Cooper. Wow. Or like a 1995 Mini Cooper. I've dreamt about that so many times. (laughs) I had the power to turn Ethan's car into different models. Different year models. Not like like an actually different brand or anything. Wow. Ethan, I think this might be a sign that uh, you might know too much about the different years of Mini Cooper. That's true. Or at least your subconscious thinks you do. And you're really bad at lucid dreaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my subconscious is like, no, this is what you really want to do. Like, God damn it. It's like, based on everything that happens in your awake life, <laughs> this is your current obsession. <laughs> this is all you've ever wanted. Yeah. So apparently the biggest problem with actually, quote-unquote, mastering lucid dreaming is uh, sleep paralysis. Have you heard this or had this? Yeah, before? I've heard of sleep paralysis. Yeah. See, yeah, when I practiced that, I like, I got that like pretty much immediately, like sleep paralysis, and it is absolutely terrifying. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. you're stuck and you know it, and there's nothing you can do about it. I remember in my dream, I was just like thrashing and just throwing myself on the ground, and then I eventually finally woke up in the exact same state that I fell asleep. Like, yeah, I didn't thrash in my sleep at all. Sure, just in the dream. Yeah, and it's weird because you're, yeah, because like in your in your dream, like you're moving, but you're also aware of your body not moving. Right, this is like the terrifying part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that has happened to me. Yeah, so it's like there's the these like two things that are like competing in your brain and like right. yeah, it can't sucks. Deal it's terrible because you're convinced like. You're stuck that way. Then. That, that's where I went to. I was yeah. Like, I'm stuck. I mean, so, I, I imagine that you could eventually get past this with enough practice, but I don't know. I've never tried. I'm sure it's very I don't hard. think it's anything worth trying. <laughs> really, I, don't the, I don't know. The benefits don't. I mean, if your life really. is, like, really terrible and you got nothing better to do, why not? I, I mean, it's like I diving into the matrix. It was, it was back in the years where I stumbled a lot. I stumbled upon... I kept mm-hmm. stumbling upon um, tricks to lucid dreaming. Yeah, I remember. That was like a favorite that to stumble upon. Thing, yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So. Or you should sometimes try the thing where you like put the half ping pong balls in your eyes and like shine a light. And the white and noise. Yeah, and turn on the white noise and start hallucinating. It's fucked up. I've read that too. I don't Have you tried it? No. I think it, it would be worth trying. Why don't we just do I've also, I've also heard like, um, well, you know, they're like... It's, it's like sensory deprivation chambers. It's sort of like right, the same idea, right. um, ex- except it's like you instead of like trying to override everything that you can see you just with noise, brain, you, you just cut all that it. out. So you can go. It's like a dark room, and then you put like sound dampeners all around. Yeah. So you there's nothing to see, there's nothing to hear, and it's like you like lay down in there, and then like eventually, I guess you your mind starts making up shit yeah. for you. So Helen Keller was just like tripping balls. Yeah, I assume. Yeah. So she, she talks so many like acid rock albums. Yeah. All, that's probably also why she was a huge commie. That's right. 
Wait, is that right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that uh, that pretty much sums up mucus. <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah, that's mucus. Uh, the other thing, uh, breastfeeding in public. Yeah. I, I seldom do it. I, <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes we're out together and... Yeah. You know, I get and hungry. Caleb wants Biddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any South Park fan out there? <laughs> Paolo? Paolo. Can you hear me? Eileen. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't even remember the last time that I saw somebody breastfeeding in public myself. Well, you know, yeah, that's that's just the thing of it, though. Like, yeah, um, I've... Like, I've caught glimpses, like, oh, shit, that person, they're doing something kind of weird. Oh, shit, they're breastfeeding. I'm like, oh, well, they're being discreet about it. They weren't like, oh, I'm, like, going to shut myself in a bathroom in shame because blah, blah, blah. Sure. But they were just, you know, kind of like, oh, I'm being kind of sly and subtle about it. But then they've been, like, <laughs> twice that I've just seen people, like, chest out, shirt down. Baby to breast. Like, I was kind of like, they seem way too proud of it. Like, they're reading a manual as they're looking down. Shirt down. Baby to breast. Okay. Got it. Well, so, you know, I, I believe, you know, we, the unwritten social rule is we all like to pretend and help each other maintain this illusion that we are beings of pure energy who don't need to perform bodily functions of any kind, which is why it's like... Who's pretending? Socially frowned upon to, like, fart really loud in public, and why you're supposed to chew with your mouth closed, and, you know, why we say we're going to the bathroom instead of we're going to the toilet. Like, oh, I'm going to go bathe. No, you're either going to shit or piss. Well, uh, the the one glaring problem with that is that eating is very social, and that's kind of a weird thing. Like, we eat in groups, yes. and it's yep. kind of gross. Well, I'll watch each other masticate this But you, you chew with your mouth closed, and you like, chewing with your mouth open is weird. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm tasting this food because I like to taste food. I don't need it to nourish me or anything. But, you and, know, and there, there's also, like, like, if you're sitting down at a table eating food with your family or friends or whomever you eat food with, you are, aren't really, like, watching them eat either. Right, right. You're talking while you eat. I watch your family eat a lot, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had the (laughs) primetime TV show and all that. Yeah. It's like dinner with the Fangmires. Tune in at 8 o'clock central and eat them. I don't know. They're probably eating, like, potatoes or sandwiches or something. Boring. (laughs) Yep. Sounds like a rural household. Pretty much. I eat potatoes, sandwiches, and something. Like growing up, I mean, I, I give my mom credit, like she cooked lots of food with probably very little thanks from me or my siblings, so kudos to her, but boy oh boy, there was not a lot of variety. <laughs> my mom was an excellent cook, and the problem with that is she let us know that she's a good cook and then never <coughs> fucking cooked. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is good food. You're not getting any anymore. Once in a blue moon. Like, like, what's something that she would make that was particularly good? I think, well, fried food of any kind. Okay, sure. But she seems to make fried chicken that's really, really, really good. Nice. Especially good. Um, what are some other things? I don't know. Pretty much everything else she did. 
any kind of cakes or anything like that. Yep. From scratch for like good. Baking. Nice. Baking is good. I don't yeah. know. She she's the kind of person that um, like everyone's grandmother. Like they have the recipe there, but they don't necessarily look at it. <coughs> okay. Yeah. It's like they they maybe they've done it a hundred times. Yeah. It's like they know, or like if they don't have it memorized. They sort of know what they're going for, and so they can kind of estimate, and they'll get it right. Yeah. yeah. My mother was a very good cook, except for... Uh, she's a very compassionate person, and she's not a vegetarian, but she likes, when she's eating meat, to have it in no way resemble something that resembles tissue on a living animal. So she would just cook the ever-living fuck out of... Oh, I'm meat. sorry. Which, you know, now I like my steak. Like, it yeah. still moves when you poke it. So so you're, you're probably like me. Like, you didn't have a good steak until, like, you went to college. It, yes. Yeah. yeah, that is exactly right. Yeah. And, like, I remember because, like, I always had steaks well done because my, you know, my mom, when, when we cooked, when she cooked a steak, she'd cook it to a, you know. It's, like, brown all the way through. Yeah. It was just, like, basically eating a really thick Disgusting. piece of leather. Leather. Yeah. And then, like... It's really disgusting, though. Like, so just always ask for... Relative to a properly cooked steak. Yeah, relative to anything else, it's still delicious. But relative to a properly cooked steak, it's disgusting. Yeah, and it's such a shame, because you're probably starting out with, like, really great cuts of meat, right? Because we're in Nebraska. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're buying the Bruning grocery store. Yeah, so you're just taking these primo cuts and just destroying them. Yeah. But I remember, like, the first time, because that was when I'd go out... I thought well done was the way I like my steak. And there was yeah. a mix-up, and I accidentally got it, like, medium once. I'm like, hey, this medium's kind of good. I think I like steak medium. <laughs> then I'd start ordering a medium. And then there was a mix-up. I ended up getting it, like, medium rare. I'm like, oh, this is even better. So, I'm just... It's like, just, just slap it on the radiator for a few seconds. And then you found yourself in one of your failed lucid dreams where you're actually sleepwalking, <laughs> and you're just biting a cow. Like, oh my god, this is even better. <laughs> Like covered in fur. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, and then my dad, like, uh, I don't know if my dad is a bad cook or if he's just such a fan of, like, pizza and burgers that if left to his own devices to prepare a meal, he, he would just eat pizza. Yeah, like that's me all the time. So yeah, he's, he like, pointed at me. he's like, "Why would I?" He's like, "Why would I ever try and assemble something from scratch when there's this delicious frozen pizza?" Fucking right. Or a hamburger. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to like the act of cooking itself to really go out of your way right, to yeah. make something. And fuck cooking. Yeah. Fuck dishes. I'm fine with cooking, but then there's this giant pile of dishes. I God don't like damn it. I don't really mind dishes. I don't know. It's like if it's dishes that I made, like usually if there's not that many, I'm I'm like happy to do it right away. I that that's I don't always do this, but most of the time if I'm cooking, like I just want to get them clean probably almost before I eat. Because that's I, true. I, I just like as, as a roommate of Caleb for many years, yeah, dishes have never been a problem. Yeah, and he cooks. I don't know. It's just uh, I I just like to get it out of the way. It's like I can enjoy my meal more if I know I don't have to do dishes after. You have that sort of Damocles hanging over your head. Yeah, and, and, and oh my god, it, I just like I, I I get like anxiety if I have like a kitchen filled up with like dirty dishes that are like stacked in the sink. 
it bothers me to high heaven. I remember I when I when I first started um, going to work at um, start work at six, and I would make myself yeah. sandwiches for work, and I'd leave a single knife with mayonnaise on it in the sink, and Caleb yelled at me. I <laughs> mentioned it. He once. didn't yell. But he's like, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, leaving a single knife in the sink. <laughs> well, it's just because we have a dishwasher. You just put it in the dishwasher. But when it comes to common yeah, knives, I, I always leave it teetering on the edge of the sink because I'm like, well, what if I decide I want more peanut butter? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely do that later because that is the thing. Like, if if I'm not entirely sure I'm done with that knife, yeah, it teeters on the edge, edge of the sink. Yeah, and then you inevitably forget about it. And well, that's just cold, cold peanut butter out of your finger. Yeah, start. We we interrupted you halfway through a sentence. I was, was going to talk about breastfeeding. Breast breast oh yeah, oh yeah. So I'm just like in general, I feel it's like don't be ashamed of it, but don't be proud of it. Like, like yeah. I, I have seen like a, a couple ladies who've just been like not. Not only not trying to be discreet, but like, are you trying to draw attention to the fact that you're breastfeeding? Not often. Like most of the, most of the time, when I notice someone breastfeeding, it's like, say, like, so what, what's what's going on there? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be staring. They're trying to be discreet, and probably most of the time, people are being discreet enough. I don't even notice at all. But so, what were the the situations where you noticed these people being like so? Overt about their breastfeeding. Well, it's usually like they don't really like have something to drape over. Reading the so you see a lot of like non-nipple boob. Yeah, like but like what? What's the like what's that the baby's s- head is pressed up against another baby's head? Oh no, that's a boob. What's the location? <laughs> like like what's the situation? Paint the scene for me. Uh, once was in a church where okay, yeah, it wasn't like during a service either. It was like during choir practice afterwards, like the organist. Yeah. Okay. It just just started like, yep, middle conversation, yep, whoop. Just yeah. uh, yeah, just just started. And I was like, uh, it was the first time it happened. Like, and I, I I was staring because I just didn't know what was happening. And like in <laughs> retrospect, I realized I looked like a pervert just staring. But I was just like, what the hell is going on? Is she, she tried to like, oh oh no, she's breastfeeding. I see. It's like, are you showing me your boobs now, yeah. lady? We're in a church. Come on. I got next. I got <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I've never seen anyone like overtly breastfeeding. I guess as we mm. have you. Uh, not that I remember. No. But I don't think it would bother me like at all. I mean, we we are mammals, and that is something that right. we do. It's our signature mammals. move. And and I don't know. You walk around a college campus, like, everything but the nipple is shown all the time in the summer m- months. Yeah, is, that's pretty nice. People are a little yeah. sluttier. It, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't bother me at all. It's just that, like, as as a general matter of course, I just feel like uh, it's, it's kind of an intimate thing, you know? You know, you and your yeah. baby. It's so Victorian. It, 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 you prude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Sometimes Baby wants it should be. It should be around the baby wants baby. Yeah. Regard with the same uh, kind of eye regard eating in general. Like, yeah, you eat in public, you eat with your friend, but you know, 
with your mouth open, don't let everyone... Every, not everyone needs to be privy to the whole chewing and swallowing and mechanics of it. <laughs> sure. Like, you know, it. it's, it's just sort of like um, bad etiquette. Right, right. Right. It's like, you know, fine, you can do it, but it's preferred if you don't. But it's not a Well, I mean, it's, it's fine if you do. It's fine if you do, but, you know, just, just make a... A decent, not, not a valiant, but give it, you know, in, in terms of a little bit of discretion. You yeah, know? I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, you need to go... It's it's like... You don't need it, to take it's, 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 the bathroom it's, hallway to feed. You can do it at the table. Just, you know, drape just a little under the, under the... Just drape a little towel over it, whatever. Yes, I agree. I don't. Do what you gotta do. I mean, don't go out of your way to make it public. Yeah. Like, everybody look at me! Look at my nipple! But, I mean, you don't I mean, have to go out of your way to make it discreet, either. Although, I'm a weird person. So. Yeah, you just want to see those boobs. <laughs> well, it's like, if you're going to breastfeed in public, at least, like, you know, show them off a little bit. I need some I ammunition for my lucid dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weird thing. It's like, here, I'm going to dream about that lady that I saw breastfeeding. <laughs> There are two of them there. There are two tits. It's weird. I got next. <laughs> I got now. It's mostly true. <laughs> Social etiquette in general is weird for me because it's like, I honestly don't give a shit one way or another, but I'm just like, hey, I thought these were the rules we were playing by. Yeah, we live in a was. society. I honestly yeah. don't understand a lot of social etiquette, and it's hard for me. Like, what, what don't you understand? What's an example? Um, what to bring up and not to bring up in mm-hmm. conversation, um, especially concerning money. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. All seems fair well, to me. Yeah. I, uh, somebody at work got a new computer, and I don't know, this could be wrong, this could be the other guy being an asshole, but it's like, I got this new computer. I was like, oh, nice. How much did that cost you? And the one person next to me is like, you can't ask that. I'm like, really? Because I fucking did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that's not nearly as bad as how much do you make. But See, I don't even think that's that, that, bad. Is, that I don't think that's bad be. at all. That's not bad. That's really helpful, actually. If you're yeah. if you're from a time where your idea of a value as a person is limited to what they make, then I can understand that. But if that's not what you think, then if you're like, hey... Because I, I know plenty of people who are smart enough that they could be making, if they had chosen a different career path, they could be making a shit ton of money, but, you know, chose to stay in academia and, you know, follow their passion and are making jack shit. So passion. It's like, We're I'm, talking about Caleb here. I'm very aware of the fact that, you know, you maybe could be making more if you just decided to do something, so I, I don't... Yeah. I, don't even, I don't think it's... And also me. Like, if I didn't pursue academia, I could have been a farmer and made more money. Probably, yeah. yeah. So, like, either, yeah. yeah. There, you can go both sides. Yeah, I've never understood, like, the whole hush-hush-ho. Oh, like, oh. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it can really help, too, with the the, the wage gap in gender. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like, like being honest about this yeah. shit, right? Yeah. Then we know. Yeah. And people just think, they think it's rude because they're told it's rude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like... Also, like a lot of employers will discourage their workers from so discussing wages over. with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, for that exact reason. Yep, exactly. Yep, so they don't know this is what you could actually and, and be it's paid. Stupid as hell. 
It's like, or wait, oh no, we're all getting fucked over. Right. I get paid nine dollars an hour. Yeah. That's what I get paid. <laughs> so that's a little bit fucked over, but it's, I mean, uh, it's just it's a. Is that minimum wage in Nebraska now? I think so. Well, I remember when minimum wage was five fifty. Yeah, five twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. They started roguing and detasseling. Yeah, I remember those times. Yeah, that's shitty. Nine dollars is also. I thought it was pretty great back when I started working when it was five whatever because I didn't pay for anything. Right, right. That's true. Yeah, it's different when you're like a teenager and you don't have to like pay rent or anything or anything at all. Yeah, or food or the only thing I paid for when I was a teenager was alcohol. I think really. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. Like soda. That's not correct. Maybe get a candy bar every now and then. Yeah, it, yeah. Soda once in a while. Not usually. I usually had that. Candy also. I usually had that. My mom kept me stocked with stuff. Yeah, I had as well. Obviously, when when I worked on the farm, if I wanted a soda, I'd hop into the station, grab one, and just walk out. And they'd walk up to the the counter and write one soda sin ranch oh nice i don't have to pay for anything Uh, i don't even have to say anything yeah wow nice which uh which was that in uh dude sin ranch has to be the name of a strip club nice oh my god holy shit yeah holy shit wait what's your problem with strip club (laughs) this whole thing has been code I can't believe I never thought of that. Sin Ranch. Sin Ranch. Oh, holy shit. Okay, That's so going to be a thing. Can I... I'm going to look it up. Yeah, yeah, okay. That might yeah. already be a thing. <laughs> yeah, almost certainly. If not, you probably... buy that URL and <laughs> sit on it and sell it off for shit ton. Yeah. So the advantage that you might have here is that, like, you got the two ends there, right? So that, like, sets you off. Because probably most of them are S-I-N. Right. Ranch. Definitely not a thing. Awesome. I mean, there's an Asian on here named Mi Sin Ranch. <laughs> Let's look up. I don't know if this is a man or a woman, but there's a Facebook on here. Mi Sin Ranch. <laughs> you are not. Okay, I'd say it's a woman. Ugh. Send her a friend request. <laughs> she lives in Okeechobee, Florida. Okay, great. You want to you want to come work at my <laughs> It's like, hey, welcome to Sin Ranch. I'm Ochi. I'm Osin Ranch. Wait, what's your name again? Me Sin Ranch. Me Sin Ranch. I'm Me Sin Ranch. Welcome to Sin Ranch. There's... Not named after me. I'm gonna see if Sin Farm is a thing. There's Sim Farm. Yeah. There's Sim. There is Sim Farm. That was a pretty good game. Plant strawberries. Oh, exactly. Oh, my God. I I can't believe it. Everybody came up with that before the internet was a thing. You plant strawberries. You plant it in, like, either custom or (laughs) wet weather. It's like, it's flooding. But who cares? They're strawberries. Yep. They're worth so so, much. Yeah. So much better every time. I would always have, like, cattle and stuff, too, just because that's what our ranch did. Yeah. It's a ranch. A big problem I'm running into is sin is, of course, you know, Latin for... Or Spanish for without. True. And yep. so it's like without farming, without ranch. That's what we like to make you think. Like, yeah, I'll take the salad and sin ranch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were we talking about that got to say? Breastfeeding. 
Uh, well, I think that was the origin. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to step back to it. So we're all for breastfeeding in public. Oh, yeah. we're all we're it's all a, for it. It was wages. It's just we're saying Caleb and I are on the uh, uh, Caleb and I are like you know trying to show a little discretion side, and Colin's on let your flag fly. It's like strip completely naked. Again, well, again, don't feet. purposefully flaunt <laughs> it, but you don't have to hide anything. What's... Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying like you have to really go out of your way. Right, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think you have to. You don't have to move from your chair, but you know, just try and do a little. Yeah. You know. And even if you do flaunt it, I probably won't care. Right. Yeah. I, see, I don't care. I'm more caring about what other people. In care. what situation would you care? You said I probably wouldn't care. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if it was like. Let me think. This is this is actually a hard question. I when would I actually care? <coughs> okay, so I think maybe if I was like having dinner with my family <laughs> and like somebody at the table started next like to me, sucking like, your mother's breast <laughs> <laughs> and then okay, Colin well, walks okay. in and I apologize me. for that Caleb you keep breaking it up <laughs> this already... she wasn't lactating damn it you're wasting your time <laughs> no it was a good time <laughs> this already presupposes that it's like um culturally <laughs> taboo Towards some people. Well, see, that's the thing for me. Like, I just don't want to fucking deal with it one way or another. Like, I just... I, I don't want it to be a topic. I just don't want to fucking deal with it. Like, fine, whatever, do what you're going to do. Don't do it in such a way that someone else is going to comment on it. Because I don't give a shit and I don't want to talk about it. And if someone else gives a shit, then it has to be something we talk about. Yeah, and, and you're uncomfortable talking about it. This right. seems exactly yeah, like word for word, because we use it a lot there. The way a lot of people talk about homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. That is true. Like, yeah. you're okay, it's fine, if you want to do it, I just don't want to see it, I don't want to talk yeah. about it, I don't want you to talk about yeah. so it. So, breastfeeding is isomorphic to homosexuality. And then, and I'm, I feel like I'm the same way with it, like, do whatever you want to do, just don't flaunt it, because people don't flaunt heterosexuality, yeah. otherwise that's insensitive. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm in a You can kiss in public, but no toes. Don't, don't... No. Fuck each other. Don't fondle each other. If you're gonna do a tongue, maybe do it in a park where you're, or like in an alley. Away from people. Yeah, no tongue on the ground. The sewer. The sewer. Yeah. yeah, like keep all kisses just a peck. You know, yeah. in in public. Yeah, that's probably. It's different if you're like at a nightclub or whatever, a bar, or whatever. If that's you're really, true. If you're really we'll drunk, you get there. a pass a little bit to to a couple kisses in a row, but pretty much keep your tongue in your mouth. Probably a good, right. good yeah. thing. Unless you're like doing like one of these, like then you'll get your tongue cut out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's worth it. Yeah, I definitely violated that rule once or twice when I was drunk with people. Yeah, know, I think most people have. Like when you're drunk, I mean. Yeah. So if you're drunk and you're breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely fine to just right. whip them both out like <laughs> alright here's the baby on one here. who wants the other <laughs> line them up <laughs> five bucks a pop you get 30 seconds on a pop I'm gonna make money off this deal send my baby through college yeah 
It's worth five bucks, sure. <laughs> Why not? What was our next topic? Uh, our next topic was young people, or people who dye their hair silver or gray. Oh, yeah. Young people who dye their hair silver or gray. Which is a thing, listener. Um, Hi, listener. Thanks for staying with us. Okay, go on, Colin. So I, I've had several people in classes, and I say classes, like college classes, like I'm a 20-year-old or something. But they're significantly younger than me. Oh, yeah. 27. They're probably around 20. Ooh. So that's a thing. People dye their hair. It's like, some of them go like, I think they try to go so blonde, it's like platinum. Mm-hmm. And then it, uh-huh. it just look, it looks gray and silver. Yeah. And some of them go completely silver. Mm-hmm. And, um, actually, I don't know. I, I've seen two. That's all I can think of. Yeah. And one of them I don't really care about because, again, I, I had said this before, like, I don't think she's, what, this sounds horrible. I don't think she's super attractive either way. I don't think sure. any color you're, of hair is really that big of a deal. You're entitled to have that opinion, of there course. There is one girl um, who I saw before this was an actually attractive girl. Yeah. And this definitely did not help her case. Hmm. <laughs> To be. What what's her natural hair color? Oh shit. Um, I'm not sure. Okay, so I'm guessing either blonde or brunette. Because if it was a redhead, I think you'd remember. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and just because you see her with some hair color doesn't mean that that is her hair color. Either. Oh, that's true. For sure. They usually tell like my eyebrows and stuff. Blonde. Um, you think so? Does she dye her eyebrows? One, yes, this current one. Really? Wow. Look, they look just drawn. Oh. They're like square and weird. Oof. That's what I find myself staring at the most. I look mm. at her eyebrows and I'm like, oh shit, right, her hair is gray too. Do you think... But her eyebrows though. Do you think they actually are drawn on? No, I think they're just like... They they trim them up in a shape and then they put like basically like makeup in pencil, it. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically like the hair is sort of inconsequential. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. <laughs> it's there, it but it's it not what you texture. see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's too bad, man. That's I don't I don't get that look. It's like just Yeah, we moved to we could move to eyebrows. I have a thousand things just to say. Just well, how about just leave them alone unless they're connected? Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah. Nope. Separate them. That's really all you gotta do. Now, she'll she'll kill me if you ever hear me say this, but my wife's in her family, bushy eyebrows run in the family. Yeah. So she, you know, gets her eyebrows waxed like once every two months or something. And she complains about, oh, you know, like, you know, bushy eyebrows run in my family. And so it's so, it's like, oh, she's so envious of my fine little perfect eyebrows. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm in my, you know, late 20s now. There will be nothing on my face. When I'm 65, I'm already like, there. If you start, if you start with big bushy eyebrows, you can always trim or wax them down. But if you start with nothing, you you can't do anything about it. So okay, so we have three people here that are definitely different. Caleb, you have almost no eyebrows. Basically not there. Basically at all. nothing. Yeah. You have very thin eyebrows. Yep. Mine, I actually do have to maintain. Because they do connect to a certain point. <laughs> so that's the thing. I do have to shave off the old unibrow. Nice. 
Um, it, it, if I let it grow out, you can't really tell unless you're really close. <laughs> That's the wand. Yeah. yeah. There's just Helps. not actually. I just thought it was like there. a pixelated face. <laughs> but yeah, I, I actually had had a, a girlfriend one time. We were sitting watching TV, and she was just she was in front of me, and she was like reaching up and just feeling my face, and just <laughs> it's a bad start. Just stopped right there. <laughs> like, what's this? It's like, yep, yeah, that's there, there's a couple of hairs there. You're gonna want to get rid of that. And she just got up and left. Never to be seen. <laughs> it was in a dream. <laughs> I intentionally dreamt that dream. That's a very intimate dream. It's nice. so, I'll say this: we moved a little bit off the top, but I just want to plant my opinion, my flag in the ground here. Yeah. I think um, at least when you're like in your late twenties to like early forties, dyeing your hair gray is a great thing because you can't tell when the real grays are coming in. It gives you plausible deniability. It also gives you plausible uh, deniability to just dye it whatever your normal hair color is, right? Like, yeah, I like haven't started going gray. Yeah. I haven't started It's like, I meant to do this sort of thing. Or you could shave your head. That works too. That's true. That's the best thing. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the best one. Actually, I like, I like the gray. I like the... Uh, Touch well, and I've, I've known people who have... It's more common in guys, but I've, I've met uh, a few ladies who like... Went completely gray when they were like thirty, but the, it wasn't like the wiry, wispy old person hair. It was like strong yeah. hair that just was colored gray. It actually yeah, looked pretty good. Looked really good. I actually. can't say that I've seen a gray hair color in a woman that looks good. I mean, a, a touch of gray looks good for men sometimes. Mm-hmm. Could do like a gray fox sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, well, um, yeah. But with women, I, I don't. It's definitely like a sexist thing that that's the way we're programmed to think that like oh a touch of gray a touch of gray makes a man look sophisticated and makes a woman look like a witch like a spinster yeah or just yeah it's true it's bad I don't know I, it, it might be bad but that's weird I, I put is. a lot of emphasis on hair color like my current girlfriend is um, she is currently red haired she's antagonistically red haired. Yep. She knows that I do not like red hair, and she continues to dye her hair red. She's blonde, like me. Yeah, you could make great Aryan children. She is. She is. She's blonde, blue eyed. Her skin is see through. Yeah, unless it's all glass. Yeah, it's mostly freckles. I'm I'm kind of weird. I'm very blue eye, blonde hair. But I'm pretty tan, actually. It's unusual. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. You do. She, I wish you'd let it go. Also, I kind of wish it, the hair were longer. Hair is a big deal for me. Wow. Apparently not that Did big of a deal. It works. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you're pot committed. It's like, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. It's not going to matter. That's it's what weird. she thinks, and I know that's what it's she thinks. It's weird because, like... <laughs> In 95% of the cases, when I know a woman who dyes her hair a different color than her natural color, it's always someone going blonde. So it's weird that, you know, you've got your naturally blonde girlfriend who dyes her hair another color. For some reason, everyone wants to go blonde. Well, she's like, that was like her reason. Like, everybody's blonde. Like, people who are blonde are blonde, and people who are not blonde are blonde. (laughs) So I don't want to be like everyone else. She's such a nonconformist. Jeez. I actually prefer brunette, so it's moot, really. <laughs> I really like the dark brown hair color. It's really 
And same with eyes. Dark brown. Yeah. I don't want to say brown eyes because then it goes to the butthole. <laughs> well, we'll talk about buttholes again. <laughs> but I, I do like. like uh, I do love a woman with two buttholes in her eyes. <laughs> Dude, you should put that on your business card. <laughs> There's somebody for everyone. <laughs> I'm imagining that in my head. I can't quit laughing. Hey, I actually I've come to like e-harmony with that old guy. Like, there's somebody for everyone. Can I get a woman with two buttholes where her eyes should be? And just like smiling and nodding. Sure. Yeah, said it. Hopefully that wouldn't come up. That's exactly the thing that's making us. <laughs> of course it is. Brown eyes. Yeah, they're sexy. There it is. No, it's like so uh, when someone says, "Oh, that that lady over there is like, she's totally pissed off me. She's totally giving me the stink eye." Is, how can the stink eye be anything other than a butthole? Right? Yeah. Like, how can someone's giving me the stink eye not be someone who's bent over, spreading their cheeks, giving me the sour eye? Because it's the sour eye. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. We've all agreed on this. I don't know. Yeah, you Because think obviously our assholes are all red and inflamed. <laughs> Mine's pro <laughs> Nice. Pro. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> paid for it. I don't know. That, that is weird that... The stink eye is um, <laughs> when you when you think about that, it's like, well, it could be like someone's like looking at you wrong, or it could be a butthole. Then people are like, brown eye, definitely a butthole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no brown other way to one. Talk about yeah, it. if one if between brown eye and stink eye, <laughs> the the of the two like phrases, the one that should definitely more. The one in my mind that more strongly points to butthole is definitely stink eye. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there are a lot of things that are brown, but only butts are stinky. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Put that on your business. <laughs> Put that on match.com. What's your favorite quote? There's a lot of things that are brown, but only butts are stinky. <laughs> We could have a good Match.com profile. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who would sync up with this. Like, yeah. you have a match. Like, <coughs> no, we shouldn't. Yeah. You need, like, a communal, like, Slazoom online dating profile. Those poor, poor people who match up with us. Yeah, you'd be matched up with Paolo. I remember Ugh. watching on the uh, on the Sci-Fi channel a, a while ago, there was a... Um, there was a movie production of Jason and the Argonauts, which is a you know classical Greek thing. Jargonauts. Where when they're going to this temple with the harpies, where this guy was condemned there, and like uh, like someone plucked out his eyes. Um, but in this, it was definitely a low budget sci fi fantasy movie, and uh, whoever did like the makeup for the plucked out eyes, he definitely had buttholes where his eyes should have been. <laughs> Like, I remember oh. seeing this, like, oh, instead of, like, the empty eye sockets, like, those just, that just looks like he has buttholes where his eyes should be. Eyes should be. And you're like, hey, 
Can I get that guy's number? Okay, I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna do a search for Jason and the Argonauts butthole eyes. Okay, and see if okay. anyone else is right. Same shots. Okay, and 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 if you find that picture, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. So <laughs> so listener, uh, you can, you can look at the show notes and uh, you can see this picture if Ethan finds it. Oh, he'll see when it comes up. All right. So what else are we talking about, Caleb? What what do you prefer with women, like hair color, eye color? What do you think? Uh, I'm pretty flexible, actually. Um, hmm. I do like short hair. That's sort of a weird one. I know yeah. we've talked about this before. We have talked, and I vehemently disagree. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I do like the short hair. I think it, it, it comes a lot from, uh, in, in <coughs> my, my later formative years, like early college, uh, watching Stargate SG-1... And having a huge crush Amanda on Samantha Tappy. Carter. Oh, yeah. She's not Amanda even Tappy. that hot. She is not she that hot. <laughs> I mean, just compared Good to the rest of, of the cast, I mean, she's maybe, maybe hotter than Daniel Jackson. <laughs> I'm not even she's sure. She's not. No, Daniel Jackson's hotter. Yeah. It's true. But he also has pretty short hair. And he got hotter when his hair got shorter. He started out with like long, like oh, geek hair, true. right? Because they, they had to go from the movie. Yeah, yeah. He went from like total nerd to total badass. In, like, yeah, one and he kept getting hotter. Oh, now we're talking about Stargate. Okay, good. Now, now, now. <laughs> now so you didn't find uh, that picture. Yeah, so I'm done looking for butthole eyes. Okay, <laughs> all right. Never mind, listener. Okay, we'll, we'll go to we'll go to Stargate here. Okay, Ethan, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just, I was just excited to get back into the. Oh, so yeah, you you really thought you really thought that uh, Amanda tapping as a uh, Samantha Carter was really hot. And... Oh yeah. He, oh he yeah. Wants yeah. you tapping that ass. <laughs> hey yo. Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. I've had that same. I've made that same joke before. Too late. Um, I made it on broadcast. <laughs> well, no. If we're, if we're gonna talk hot Stargate SG One, at least that was that was like the first thing I saw uh, Marina Bacarin on, and oh my yeah, god, she's. I mean, she's objectively more attractive. Morena Baccarin. Let's get that Whatever. right now. Baccarin. Yeah. We'll see, like... I Baby was... got Baccarin. Mess. <laughs> we want another Eiffel Tower. hey Yes, okay. she is uh, irresponsibly beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a public menace. I usually, yeah. usually, like, once you get above a seven, I can't even differentiate. Like, you're like, oh, who's hotter between, like... This supermodel and this supermodel, like, I, I, how the fuck can you decide? But no, she is. You just pick. She one. is objectively like. And a cup. she is gorgeous. Brown hair, brown eyes. <laughs> Brazilian. Yeah, they're known for being very yeah, attractive. Brazilians are very attractive people. Like every year, I don't know. They have like this contest census type thing. That's like, what country has the most beautiful women? And every year, it's Brazil. Yeah, a lot of those Victoria's Secret models, or at least they used to be Brazilian. Yeah, I mean, how do they decide that? Is it like a vote? <coughs> Good say. I have no fucking. Clue. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Marina Bacard. Very, very, very. Uh, no, I think that's wrong. I think it's Bacard. I'm gonna keep saying it, even though I saw one coming. She's it. like Baccarin. Here's an easy way to remember it. Sound. It rhymes with saccharin. Saccharin. <laughs> okay, you can see the cigar. I better not hear you ever say saccharin. Okay, fine. Saccharide. Uh, yeah. I want to look up pictures of her right now. Uh, okay. Uh, 
okay. This is um, just this, for just for a little bit. This is the downhill slide of the podcast. Oh, yeah. give me a break. What, what it else, won't what, be that long. What, what else, <laughs> Colin? You're going to come back into the room like ten minutes later with your pants around your ankles, like ugh. So how about them Knicks? They suck. What were you going to ask me? Chris says Porzingis. What was I going to ask you? I don't know. I was probably something about Stargate. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I have no. I have no idea. Do you want to say something? About I, I did. I did have a weird sex dream about Stargate Atlantis. Oh, with Jewel State? Or no? Who? Uh, yeah, Jason who, Momoa. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! I saw, I saw the trailer for like the standalone Aquaman movie. It was like Aquaman, King of Atlantis. And I was like, <laughs> like laughing. I'm like, oh, do you get it? Do you get it? And no one else in the room got it because. Because he's on Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, who plays uh, the? Uh, she's the main. She's like the protagonist for the first few seasons, and then she like becomes a replicator. Uh oh, the like uh, like the, in SG One, she's cast as like two, two completely different actresses. Oh, I yeah yeah the uh, the person who's like in charge at Atlantis, the yeah. brunette chick. Yeah, yeah. the what? Brunette? Brunette chick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forget what her name yeah. is. I had, had a weird sex dream with her where I was... Dr. Like, Weir. Dr. Weir, yeah, that's right. I, was just, I just found it. Where uh, she, she was a little milky. Like, when I was walking, I mean, like... Yeah, yeah, she, she's a little bit older. Like yeah, 30, between 35 and 40. She's like, a when, handsome woman. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but this was a sex dream, so this is my subconscious. I didn't, like, choose to, to be into this, at least on a conscious level. But I was like, yeah, there on the on the base of Atlantis, and the team was out on a space mission with me, and everyone else was just like, hey, you stay here on this puddle jumper with me. I was nice. Like, I was like, oh, this is acceptable. Nice. Yeah, I guess whenever I have a sex dream, I always end up banging a chick that I'm like, not really attracted to, but okay. With. Well, it's yeah, it's I mean, your that mind would be okay. You know, your mind has learned that you got to compromise, right? You got to accept that silver medal. That's right. Yeah. I hope Sarah never listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the weird part about it. Like every time I have a sex dream, it's always it's always with like a. A woman who is much less, or who is considerably less attractive than a woman I could actually have sex with. I feel like often now when I have sex dreams, it's like an amalgamation of people that I I know or just like have made up characteristics of a person mm. that is attached to a person I know. And it's never, it's never all that great. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very rare that things like sync up properly. Yeah, I'm I'm not having any sex dreams about <coughs> Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, yeah. Or sure. your mind will deny that to you. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. Maybe if you like, be nice. go to sleep watching things that have those people in it. That might increase your odds. Okay, so Kate Beckinsale. What is she in? She's in uh, like the underworld stuff. So oh, I get her. raped by lichens. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh Wesley Snipes. Welcome to my dreams. <laughs> Slightly different. But... Oh wait, no, fuck underworld. No, that wasn't him. That was I mean, Blade. It's similar. It was Never the same mind. Goddamn movie. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, uh, she's in Van Helsing. That was pretty hot. Yeah. Who was Van Helsing? Was she in Anne Flux? No. That was... Whoever that was... That was Charlize Theron. Oh, it was? Okay. Was yeah. it? I have a lesbian friend who thinks that was like the best thing ever. Hmm. Nice. Charlize Theron's fucking hot as hell. Really? She was in the new Italian job movie, right? Probably. Yep, that's definitely her. Yeah, flex. Um, yeah, I don't know about the Italian job movie. I feel like I've heard her name more times than I've actually, like... Charlie I hear Stern. people talk about how beautiful she is all the time, but I don't, I'm not sure I could actually even match her face to her name. Mr. F on Arrested Development. Mr. F. Oh, that's right. Right? Pretty fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's pretty good. But is she special needs in real life? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, Definitely not. Oh. oh, she's less hot. <laughs> when I have lucid dreams, I always have sex with special needs. It's like, bring me those Down Syndrome's faces. Mm, yes. I just, I just like, have restricted I... myself from saying retarded. <coughs> Come on. Special needs, Retarded yeah. is... No, that, was, that was really funny that time... Uh... Miles tried to crack a your mom joke at you. <laughs> oh yeah, what what was that? Because he, uh, he was like, oh, because we, we said something about we were talking about education or something, yeah. and Miles was like, oh well, Caleb here, his his mother gave me a hell of an education and taught me a lesser two on sex education. <laughs> Turned to like. Miles, what's really funny about that is that Kayla's mom is actually a sped teacher. <laughs> he like, does sound like Hank Hill. He does. Oh, what, what was the thing that he did that's like totally Hank Hill with like his license plates? Uh, so he's he's from South Dakota originally. Yeah. Uh, then he came down to the University of Nebraska for college, but you know his permanent address was still back to his folks in South Dakota. Then when he graduated and got a job in Omaha and got a Nebraska plate, he tried to get a custom Nebraska... Like, like a vanity custom, plate. A vanity plate with his South Dakota uh, license plate number on it, <laughs> which was just a randomly generated license plate number. And then the courthouse was like, I don't think you can do this. And he tried to contest it and be like, this is the Jesus Christ. I thought this was America. I thought this was America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's totally a Hank Hill yeah. slash Miles if thing to if do. If I didn't have to go pick up my propane, I'd totally stay and take this to an appellate court. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that's a that's a good miles. Thanks. I just did Hank Hill. No, that's <laughs> wow. What? Miles is an interesting character. Yeah, just, oh, a bit of an ass. And, yeah, <laughs> a bit. Yeah. Well, um, so I think things are, are winding down a bit here. More, we're not out of time. You just have something you want to do. I do. I I really do. Okay, so listener, hey, welcome. Thanks for staying with us. Boy, you're a trooper. I love uh, your brown eyes and brown hair. <laughs> stink eye. <laughs> and your stink eye. We're all on the same page on that one. <laughs> okay, so we've been talking, uh, mostly me, uh, for the last couple weeks about uh, integrating some structured content into the podcast, uh, particularly uh, 
we're going to, or me this week, hopefully some some other people will also contribute, uh, write some uh, short stories, and then we'll, we'll read them on the podcast, and um, and then that this will be like a nice um, way to sort of cap off things uh, each week. So uh, we're, we're going to do that now. I'm going to put some nice music underneath this. And uh, and here we go. So um, I'll I'll just I'll I'll just read it. So here we go. Samuel looked up from his rowing to peer across the choppy gray waters at the shore ahead. It had been a long time since he had visited his childhood home. A long time. The salty sea air brought back memories of the times he and his brothers had sat on the dock, eagerly swinging their fishing lines into the foamy waters, and occasionally finding themselves neck deep into the salty sea as well. Just as often unintentionally as not, other times they would march along the stony stream behind the manor, searching among the ferns and mosses for bullfrogs to capture into mason jars pilfered from mum's canning cupboard. They never lasted long in those jars, Samuel thought to himself. I guess some creatures just aren't meant to be cooped up, but they find themselves there nonetheless. As he approached the dock, he noticed that it was deserted. (coughs) Strange, even in this gloomy weather, there should have been at least a dozen skiffs full of crab pots readying to head out into the strait. But there was only his little rowboat. Samuel hoisted himself up onto the weathered planks of the dock and lumbered down the pier to the harbormaster's hut. After encountering a locked door and no response to repeated knocks, Samuel decided to hike up the coast to the old manor house. Walking along the overgrown footpath and trying to avoid soaking his shoes in the occasional puddles, Samuel made his way through the hilly coastlands. He surprised himself by recalling the proper turn at each fork in the path and quickly arriving outside the wooden entryway marking the bounds of his family estate. The tall brick pillars marking the entryway cast ominous shadows in the pale morning light. Drawing closer, he could barely make out the peeling, gilded letters spelling out Levelet, a name he'd been forced to abandon long ago. Passing between the pillars, he caught his first glimpse of the manor. It was a charred ruin. Samuel's breath caught in his chest. He always knew that there would be retribution for what he had done, for what he had cost the guild. But after so many years, he had begun to hope that he could escape it. Rounding the corner of the once imposing brick structure, he saw the tall elm tree that he once had giddily climbed and fetched cats from as a boy. And three shadowy forms dangling from a lower branch. Attempting to approach the hanging corpses, his legs failed him, and he crawled until he could make out the faces. The first was William, his eldest brother. Two shaky paces up the branch hung his wife Mary, and across the tree their daughter. Unable to stand their deathly stare, Samuel hung his head. Why should his family be made to pay for his crimes? What twisted form of justice had the guild's code wrought? Samuel lay there for some time, unable to comprehend the loss and the injustice. Eventually, a name popped into his head. Brandon. 
William had a son named Brandon while Samuel was away. Where was Brandon? He couldn't have been old enough to have left the manor, but he hadn't joined the rest of his family on that tree. Samuel latched on to the thought, the hope, that he might still be able to find Brandon alive and resolve to find him. He would save at least one person from the ghost of his mistakes. But first things first, he had to see to these bodies. The end. Okay. Thanks for paying attention, guys. I see both of you just... Chilling on your phones. Here's the here's the uh Asshole. I was listening, I was just looking for a good thing of buttholes for eyes. That's very nice, Ethan. Yeah. Thanks. It's good. I added at exactly four minutes. Okay. Thanks for timing it. See, I came in under. Yeah. So oh this is four oh one, but it took me a second to stop it. Came in under? I just met her. Nice. Uh, so we have to stay tuned next week. That there will be more. Yeah, this is just the beginning of the story of Samuel. Samuel eventually. Let's see. What did I say? His yeah, his given name or sorry, his uh, family name, Samuel Levelet. Levelet. Yeah, but he abandoned that, right? He did to go with Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speculating. Yeah. What see, sort of guild is we're this? not listening. We're listening. Uh, okay, good. What sort of guild is this? Well, you'll have like to the wait and see. The Screen Actors Guild? You'll... <laughs> the Film Actors Guild. The fact. <laughs> yeah, it uh, definitely uh, had a very fantasy flair to it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going like, for. I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know... There was nothing in there specifically that would have specifically pegged it as fantasy, but most often the... You, you said it wasn't going for comedy, but I I, I expected comedy at some point. I don't know why. <laughs> you might even accidentally write it in there, but it didn't didn't come up. Yeah, the first the first uh, episode here is pretty serious. Well, there'll, there'll be some some comic relief, some ups and downs along the way. I hope, but uh, we'll see where we'll see how the story. Do you have a plan us. where this is going? Or? Uh, it's pr- like I, like I said when I, when we were talking about this before, like when I write, I just kind of start and like ideas kind of come to me as I come along, and usually I have to go back and like change I feel like it. That but, works better for comedy than for drama. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's pretty, um, I don't know, tropey. It's usually okay regardless, which is what this is going to be. <laughs> oh, <good>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll meet some interesting characters along the way. Hopefully, um, and uh, and yeah, it'll be good. I tried doing this at work one time. Just um, it was in the winter when we weren't doing anything. We'd go into the village every day, just look for garbage or something. Mm-hmm. And I just brought out a notebook and started writing a story. Oh, cool! About what I was seeing, mixed with complete nonsense. So everybody that I talked to had a different name, but it was very similar to their real name. Okay, yeah, nice. Like, Ryan was Brian. And, um, so I was, I wrote myself as some very, very handsome, yet dim-witted <laughs> um, person. True to life, yeah. And I wrote one of my other co-workers as, he often likes to talk about doing meth. He doesn't do meth, he just thinks it's funny. Okay. Um, and he's a, a bigger person, so he was a meth bear. <laughs> what the fuck is a meth bear? 
It was it was after radioactive fallout. Okay. These were the survivors. Yeah. And he just became a meth bear. <laughs> That's how I explained that away. Dude, you should you you should bring some of these stories to the podcast. This would be great. The meth bear. Yeah. Yeah, I still have that story in the pickup, so I could bring that. Yeah, totally. That that would be great. I think I think that I think I don't know. Listener, please tell us what you think. Uh, but I think this is uh, this is really cool. I, I I would love to do more of this. Okay. And uh, so I think we're we're probably about ready to sign off here. But uh, Ethan has meandered his way into the bathroom, and I think he's probably dying it, in he's there. He's coughing up some some mucus. Ah, yes, mucus. So, Beautiful. We'll, we'll uh, hold off on that sign off until he comes out. He lives. Ah, it sounds like he's coming out now. Speak of the devil, and he appears. Yep, beautiful, Ethan. We're just about ready to do our sign off. Sign off. What do you think about that? Uh, too long. Let's move on. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, hey, listener, thank you very much for sticking with us so far. This has been another fantastic episode of this Zoom podcast. So long. Until next week. Ta-ta. Yeah. Um, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we had a lot of good things today. It was great. And um, see you next week. Catch you on the flip side, bitches! Big Swamp Ass. Good sponsor. Brought to you by Swamp Ass. What's the tagline for Swamp Ass? Very American. Native American. <laughs> Big Swamp Ass. Good sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>